Shitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me, as always, is the wonderful Ben Slinger. Hello, hello, hello. And uh, I think we will jump straight in. We are going to start off as we have been doing for the past month or so with a click picture. This is where we each have, well, one of us has a random URL generator in front of us, a URL selector in front of us. And we have a selection of uh, stock photos, funny stock photos that we found uh, on a board panda list. And uh, Trevor is going to paste one of them into our Discord. We will describe it to you, and then we will attempt to make a game design idea from an odd stock photo. We've had some funny shit in the past, so let's see how we go. Yes, we have. Three, two, one, enter. Oh, right. Oh, I like this. (laughs) Yes. Yes. This is already a video game. So, we have a very- He's like a cross between Timothy Oliphant and, I don't know, someone else. Uh, He looks like he's in like a chef- or waiter, let's say chef yep. outfit, yep. Uh, with like the cross lapel and stuff. Uh, he has a some sort of handgun, semi-automatic, nine millimeter looking thing. He's looking very serious, and he is launching a l- cabbage. Is that a cabbage or a lettuce? I think it's a cabbage. It's one of those two. Yeah, some sort of leafy <laughs> head of leafy vegetable into the air, and uh, he looks like he's about to shoot it. Yeah. So this sounds like it's it's an add-on for. Um- the American Dream. Yes, yes. This uh, yes. samurai punk satirical uh, gun gun based uh, VR game. Yep, and and it's kind of crossed with either Fruit Ninja or it's crossed with Overcooked. Mm. So it's yes. basically preparing food with handguns. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm I'm really picturing again VR because obviously shooting you know works works best in VR these days mm-hmm. uh handgun in each hand and you are preparing food uh yep. you're working in a kitchen and <laughs> you you've got food <laughs> launching towards you basically and you have to shoot it out of the air at the right time to like get it onto plates or to chop up chop it up and put it into you know the soup uh, and also to like, I think to like trigger <laughs> trigger the different machinery around the place, you have to like shoot the targets. So, so I'm imagining that you've got a carrot in your hand and you're just shooting shooting little slices off it. It's just at like point blank range. Bang, 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 bang. Next one. Bang, 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 bang. So, how realistically do we go with like the gun mechanics? Is this one of these like? Boneworks style things where you have to like eject a magazine, pick up a new one, plug it in, like pull back the slide. Uh, or, or are we going, Ooh. you know, the, 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 the more sort of user friendly style of the American dream where it's just like launch a, <laughs> launch a magazine into the air and catch it and you go in slow motion, <laughs> which is fucking awesome. But, uh, I guess it, is there a bit of more challenge to having to manipulate your weapon? I think you've just explained the difficulty levels right. and the difficulty levels are literally, um, you know, changing, changing your weapon in and also reloading. And, um, like in the harder difficulty levels, things literally break apart and you've got to clean the inside of your gun out when it jams. And- <laughs> you've got a whole little cleaning mini game. Meanwhile, just fucking tomatoes and, and shallots are firing towards you. Uh, yeah. Well, if, if you didn't do well in your preparation, which was, you know, literally, Cleaning, maintaining your weapon, yeah. as well as you know, making sure the tomato juice didn't didn't get get inside the barrel. <laughs> I'm loving the idea that it really is just uh, cascades of food being thrown towards you, and you either so I think you're either shooting them to chop them up, mm-hmm. or you're shooting them to like redirect them. So yep. if you you know, as long as you kind of shoot the steak that's flying towards you in the right kind of arc, it will, you know, it, it will ricochet off and fly onto the grill. Basically, if you can shoot the bone at, in the T-bone steak, it'll <laughs> it'll deflect quite nicely. If you shoot the flesh, it'll actually, you know, sort of um, drop dead almost where it is. You killed it. I mean, you killed it. Uh, <laughs> but I'm loving the idea that you, you literally, you can't, or it's like, it's like super high, high skill level to hit everything. And uh, I like the idea of just 
turning around after a match and there's just all this food piled up behind you, which is just all the stuff that you missed. Just these like <laughs> these food banks to to pun not intended, but like like a snowbank, but of food. <laughs> 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 okay, so my favourite level is the washing up <laughs> because it's still with guns. <laughs> Are they sponge guns or you just like smash just shooting plates? <laughs> it's shooting plates as well as shooting bubbles. <laughs> Wait, shooting out bubbles from your gun or shooting the bubbles? I, that I are think. In the air? I think. Well, maybe both. You know, you shoot out some um, shoot out some soap bubbles, <laughs> some sponges. <laughs> You've got like a beanbag gun, but it's sponges. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> guns are just such Sponge a versatile tool. They really are. <laughs> you don't want to get near that crossbow. Why? Because there's lots of knives. <laughs> <laughs> the crossbow's for shish kebabs. You have to like line the food up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> target behind you that's just got all these like shish kebabs in it with rent, like varying pieces of varying amounts of food on them yeah and, and it's, it's like um you know how in fruit ninja how you know you could in one swipe get you know seven yeah. seven lemons or whatever and you got a bonus yeah. well it's it's all about getting it in that line absolutely but the thing is the line has to be towards you <laughs> well i think you'd have to i think you'd have to have it that the that the that the food was popping up in a way that there was an opportunity to to get the the headshot as it were. Uh, well, w- when you get when you get to the shish kebab, you know you've got you've got all the launchers lined up in front of you, and they all just sort of pop up all at the same time, and it's oh, all about getting that. Maybe you've got oh, maybe you can control the launchers in some way. Maybe they're physical like little food cannons that are kind of moving. They've got they're on like paths. Um, <laughs> on the ground and if you hit like the button at one end it moves it in that direction and so you're having to strategize and it's like oh shit we've got some we've got an order of shish kebabs coming up we need to line up all the all the cannons first what i kind of like is once you do the hard work of getting it into alignment you could actually like save this layout and <laughs> right um, right your character would replay all, all the different shots to get that layout to happen. Or again. you've just got a little system where it's like you can have, you know, three saved layouts and there uh, there are a series of buttons in the corner that if you shoot the number two, it's going to go into layout number two and move them all there relatively yep. quickly. But, of course, you might miss and hit the three and then it takes a little while. And <laughs> that's the, uh, you know, that's the soup a la, mm, I don't know, food, soup a la beef. <laughs> Soup Soup a la beef. beef. (laughs) Uh, Layout, you know, and that doesn't work for crab rangoon. I don't even know what that is. (laughs) Three, two, one, click. Yeah. Okay. Ramped up click pitch is a game where we each have a random phrase generator giving us an adjective and a noun on the count of three, two, one, click. We're going to click refresh. We're going to take those couple of words, throw them at each other, match them together. Come up with a game design and then throw that game design away after it doesn't work. Yeah, and shoot it. Make it into dinner. Yeah. Shish, Shish kebab it. it. All right. Three, two, one, click. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll go first. Packaged activating. Fragile priesthood. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's. <laughs> I, it's really hard for me to not get political about priesthood and just like, I was like, let's stay away from the controversy. It's like, no, it's all controversy. Fuck. All mm. right. Uh, all right. Look, a priest, we don't have to go to, as we often do when we get religious sort of uh, ideas, maybe let's take this away from the real world. Yep. Uh, a priest is just some sort of religious leader. Who who yes. is perhaps you know meant to have uh, the the vo- the the ear of some deity? Yes. So this is a religion. This is maybe let's let's put it in like the far future. Let's we've been doing a bit of cyberpunk. Let's go. Let's go into the cyberpunk yeah, yeah. world again. This is uh, you, you're the you're a digital priest of like the fucking Facebook god. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, the fragile comes in in that, like, you have 
you, there are certain things you can't do. There, you know, there are rules. There are rules to be this priest. And for packaged activating, oh, maybe activating is around like agents of this god, <laughs> as in like Manchurian candidate style activating, <laughs> like sleeper yep. agents. Yeah. That's where I was hoping that you'd go okay. because that's that's the sort of angle that I, I'm definitely wanting to wanting to see. Yep. That this priest who you know he's seeing all these all these people get activated around him and basically you know start going a little bit unusual. Well, I guess crazy. let's sort of figure out let's figure out this religion. Uh, what is the goal? Is this like all like so many other religions? Uh, an attempt to to bring more people into the fold, and and that's when they're activated. They're kind of they're on their mission. Well, in this in this far future, there's one of four deities. <laughs> okay. um, there's the Facebook God. There's the Twitter God. There's the Instagram God. And then there's Google. like, well, no, I was thinking TikTok. Oh. It's sort of like- um, It's very much the social media. It, it's the social media. Okay. But thing it's is, true. it's Google so fucked up far in the future media. that they- <laughs> There is yeah, a tiny I mean, sect of Google Plus ends. <laughs> 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 no, but so what what I'm seeing is that you've got these these four major religions, you're part of the Facebook group and everywhere that you sort of look um you know a- as you're trying to convert people to Facebook, yep. you're actually finding that there's there's some that really don't take well and they they start acting very weird and almost as if they're they're being activated. I'm trying to figure out where we where we take this from a gameplay perspective. I'm almost picturing for some reason, I got a fuck. What was that game? Syndicate. I got a Syndicate vibe because that was the obviously very cyberpunk, uh, yeah. and you kind of had your agents walking around. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing you. You don't have a, a set of agents like in that, but you've got your priest, and you've got this kind of city that you are walking around from this kind of pulled out top down view. And yeah. yeah, there's some way to like send out. Like, I don't know. Are you, like, hacking people's fucking brain frame <laughs> to- um, what, what, what I'm actually thinking is you're doing, like, the cyber equivalent of handing out pamphlets. Um, but those pamphlets are, are like, data chunks that you're, that you're trying to it's inject pop-ups. into people's brains. You're, in, yeah. you're injecting them with pop-ups that come up in their vision. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there may be um, some sort of hacking minigame that you got to do every now and again, like- you know, almost WarioWare style three second mini game to try and hack these these different people. Yeah. Maybe there's a few different ones out there that you gotta you gotta sort of do. But then you can get some get some tech to actually help your agents um, you know, sort of spread the propaganda a little bit little Well bit further. maybe there's a bit of a and this will be fun to figure out. <laughs> maybe there's a bit of a rock, paper, scissors TikTok vibe here where um as you walk around the city, you can see, or maybe you need tools to be able to see, but every person is already one of these religions. And you are trying to create a situation where the Facebookians, or just Facebookians, because <laughs> it's cleaner. Uh, <laughs> no, they've gone back to the Facebook. They've gone back to the Facebookians. <laughs> um, like, enough of them are around- and that you, when you activate them, like, you know that the others are going to fight back. But so you have to have sort of a configuration of your Facebookians, uh, that you're going to win that little, that little tussle. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to think like maybe like Facebook's strong against Instagram, but weak against fucking Twitter. I don't know. Like you've got some sort of. You know, well, I, I think they can definitely be strong a bit against Instagram, given that they own Instagram. So Instagram's almost like that little offshoot, right? Yeah. Um, whereas, whereas Twitter is is you know on its own, and then it's the, the smaller, weaker cousin is the is the TikTok. Well, uh, yeah, I, I guess it depends on how you want to. Maybe you just ba- maybe basically you just have TikTok the is a religion for people who don't have much time. Well, and it's also uh, it's because age-based. all their sermons are in like thirty seconds or whatever. Age based. It's too, almost like right? a vibe. Well, but all the tweet, all the Twitter sermons are no. I guess they're all super long, like sixty tweet threads now. <laughs> yeah, they are hundred <laughs> percent. Um, but yeah, anyway, I guess I'm kind of kind of thinking the gameplay loop is a bit of all right. I've got my Facebook people. I'm going to move one there, one there, one there. 
I've done a scan and so I know that like 60% of that group of people are, are, are Twitter heads, tweet heads and, um, and, and, and you know, 20% are, are cock talkers. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to convert them to the book of face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Look upon the book of face. Click like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, three, two, one, click. I think we got enough out of that one. Convicted prop. Dusty Reed. R-E-A-D. Which isn't a noun, but anyway. Convicted prop, Dusty Reed. All right, this, but, but this, is, this is some sort of uh, crime. Well, actually, in British- there is a noun version of read. Oh, okay. A period or act of reading something. I was having a quiet read of the newspaper. But surely that's still a verb. I don't get it. Yeah, you'd think so, but it's- How is that a noun? It's in dictionary. Hmm. Anyway, I think I think we take this as some sort of crime where a, mm-hmm. an old book is-, is The murderer. The murderer. <laughs> <laughs> in a world- <laughs> Where books are anthropomorphic. Pixar's books. Well, I was thinking that it's almost like a, a prop from a from a stage play or something yeah, well, like prop, that. Th- that's it. So, prop brings in some sort of uh, performance-based thing, whether it's movie or stage. So, stage is good. Maybe this is some sort of situation where the book, like the prop book was switched and for some reason that caused a, a crime to occur or- <laughs> I don't know. Was there a gun in the book that was supposed to be used? So, I, I'm thinking this this could actually be kind of fun to set in, like, around the Salem witch trials. Okay. Around that sort of era. Okay. And and so, your character's on stage basically do, doing the play and starts reading from the book and reads, like, what sounds to be a magic spell. <laughs> and so, they, they get convicted of being a witch. And so- Okay. It's, it's sort of about proving your innocence- um, that the book was switched and yep. you didn't know what you were doing. All right. Is, uh, are we going purely historical or are we bringing in actual witchcraft? Actual witchcraft. Okay. So, so this person so, literally yeah, casts a spell or something. <laughs> hmm? oh. So, yeah, historical. <laughs> Don't confuse things, Trevor, with your- I know. I know that you're like a- Hardcore believer in you think Harry Potter was dug up by J.K. Rowling to bring to the masses the history of real reality. No, uh, it was. <laughs> in the future, it will it will be it will be you know the fifth book of the Bible. <laughs> Harry, the book of Harry. Yeah, uh, parts one through seven. <laughs> As it is said in Harry 517, and thus Sirius, and thus Sirius did look from the, look from the flames. (laughs) Okay. Yep. So witchcraft actually cast a spell and so gets convicted. Um, Then I'm thinking almost like the fugitive. She escapes custody, but now she's got to try and you know, get herself involved in, in the world of the witches mm. to actually try and work out who actually swapped the book and, and bring the real the real witch to justice. Okay. So, this was a- Right. She was basically framed by an actual witch. Um, and I do just want to say <laughs> right off the bat that, yes, in our world, witchcraft is actually real, but in the real world, it was all bullshit and basically just an opportunity for women to be persecuted. Yay. But- Sorry, yes, that was a horrible thing and it shouldn't have happened. But we are going to actual witchcraft and even then they shouldn't be persecuted, but magic. Well, and, and that's the thing. It, it's it's one of these coming of age stories in, in the fact that she realises that the only reason why they switched the book was so that this person didn't get persecuted. They didn't realise it was a stage prop that was going to be read from and all this sort of uh, stuff. Okay, so, so maybe it ends up that they dis- they tried to dispose of the book in some way to save themselves. And yeah. then it becomes these two women, like, helping each other yeah. escape from the patriarchal shackles. Yeah. And basically, and magic, I, I think- Naked in the woods. I think I've already come up with, with how, how it ends. And literally, they cast a spell to make the, um, to make the witch finder general literally forget- 
everything that's actually happened and become a nice human being. Um, well, I mean, that last bit might be a bit of a stretch, but- <laughs> His head explodes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he, he, couldn't, he couldn't handle the niceness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, what sort of game is this? Is this- I'm almost picturing something like, have you played a Plague Tale yet? Uh I own it. I haven't played it yet. <laughs> I know. I'm pretty sure I've been playing your copy. I oh, know. I think it's on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, that's, it's a very much a, I mean, it's sort of just a, it's a third person action adventure sort mm-hmm. of thing. There's a bit of stealth. There's a bit of sort of puzzle solving, uh, where you're like mixing, uh, alchemical things to create fire to light torches and that sort of stuff. So I'm sort of picturing that, but obviously you've got like spells that you start learning and picking up. From your companion, you know, she teaches you them or or you just need her around at certain points to, like, get past an area because she has to, you know, cast the chill wind spell that's going to make a guard go inside or whatever, right? Yeah, or at least go inside to put on the cardie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you've got a certain amount of time. Then you, you cast it again, he has to, he goes inside to put on another layer and you can just keep doing it. <laughs> no, then you cast a hot wind and he goes back inside to take the cardie <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, in 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 true loom fashion, you you do it backwards, and it does the opposite. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I kind of like the idea of bringing in some like incantations like that, where you're having to actually learn certain syllables, and they have yeah, like some kind of language based thing uh, where there's a, a, a internal consistency to them, like that. Yeah, that's always fun. Um, I kind of like it almost a magicka, but with simpler spells. Yeah, you wouldn't want to go full on with that. But yeah, maybe being able to combine, you know, a heat and a wind spell in that way to, to create- I wasn't even thinking effects. heat and wind. I was thinking, you know, basically you've got almost like your loom where you've got your five different colours or whatever yeah. it was. And each spell is just a just a sequence of colours. But if you reverse it, then it does the opposite right, okay. of what So, so, of okay. what it so it's not so, as open-ended. It's just this particular sequence does something, but it also- yeah. The reverse is not logically, but yeah. I kind of like the idea. It's hidden behind- um, You have to actually find the spell and learn it from someone to actually be able to cast it. So, even though you at, at the very start, you could actually, you know, do your fa-la-la or whatever it is. That- <laughs> well, maybe you don't have a, you don't have uh, access to certain syllables because you don't know that they're, they're magical yet. Yeah. And, and then as you basically unlock them or I taught them, yeah, then you can start experimenting. And you realize that do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti <laughs> is like just. <laughs> That's just what they are. You could have guessed them the whole time. <laughs> could have. But the first one was Ray. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's cool. And I think you'd you'd obviously bring in a lot of narrative stuff. Uh, again, as with the plague tale, there's a lot of, there's a lot of dialogue back and forth as you're solving these puzzles and, 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 and running around, uh, and doing these things. Um, so you'd, you'd create a lot of character development and, and stuff there would be cool. It would be. Okay. I think we've reached the end of that game. Throw it in the bin. Here comes a new one. (laughs) Cracked nickname. Ooh, I think this will work well. With biased microfilm. Oh. So, I'm seeing it almost like a spy thriller thing with- um, Either a spy thing or like a reporter, because my mind actually went to someone going through like the microfilm archives in the library or whatever, like the news or the archive newspapers. Um, But yeah, either either way, both both could be interesting. So, is the nickname- Is their nickname cracked? Like, is that the nickname or- yeah, I, I, th- I think they've cracked so many, so many stories that their, their nickname is now cracked. Yeah. Okay. So you're thinking, uh, reporter then. Um, or they've cracked so many well, stories as a spy. Yeah. <laughs> e- either way. Uh, maybe they're both. They've cracked so many spy rings that they've, that their now oh. nickname is cracked. What, what came to my head was Zach McCracken. Um, so <laughs> Zach cracked McCracken. <laughs> Zach cracked McCracken. <laughs> <laughs> um but that that character already exists but yeah cracked i think is is like well, the, I mean, the nickname jack. of this character jack jack cracked jack cracked mcgee like oh, <laughs> i don't know like <laughs> anyway whatever it comes down to the 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 nickname is cracked they're a reporter 
Now, are they a reporter and a spy? Ooh. So, a spy that moonlights as a reporter. <laughs> yeah, or like they're a double A. Like they're or a, a reporter that moonlights as a spy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think maybe they're like a spy for a foreign government- who got a job as a reporter because, like, maybe they're a political reporter or something, or they're, uh, or they want, or they're trying to be a, but like, maybe it's, maybe this game starts off and you just think you're trying to rise through the ranks of this newspaper and then it comes, comes out that the reason your character wants to get into like the White House reporting pool, press pool is that they are actually a Russian spy. And Ooh, bring it back to Russia, are we? I mean, it's topical now. <laughs> yep, I like that. Is this sort of- I kind of like the idea of that you've got cases, like, or, like, stories that- Like, do, do, does this character know, and it's just an unreliable narrator sort of thing, or is it more of a mentoring candidate going to be activated- I mean, we sleeper can bring agent. that back again if we want if we want this theme to be sleeper agent of this episode. Uh, I don't know. I was thinking unreliable narrator that it would be. Uh, I do like the unreliable narrator. Yeah, I think it, it kind of pulls the wall over the eyes of the player until it reveals. Yeah, and that's and it. Then and it's then it's like, and then oh your shit, all this stuff that like, we've been doing yeah, is actually brings it all into a new light. Yeah, yeah. Like his wife that he's been talking to the whole time is literally his handler. Sort of. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Or when you could have aspects of. Um, uh, what's that fucking the long kiss goodnight? Is that what it's called? No, the yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Gina Davis and Gina Samuel Davis, Jackson. Yeah. Um, where like he's he's got all these spy skills, uh, and it's not explained to the player why, or maybe there's some excuse, or like he makes up excuses to the people around him, like his other reporters and stuff, why he can handle a weapon and why he can like you know throw in. I've been doing martial arts since I was five. Yeah. Of course, I can handle a weapon. Yeah, you what know. are you talking about? Um, <laughs> I'm a black belt in karate. Bye. <laughs> and and so yeah, and I'm going to guess that that could potentially you know hint towards the player to the player towards the 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 reveal. But yeah, I like that idea of you're out on you know initially you're just out on like the neighborhood reporters beat like just doing fluff stories and stuff but then you know a robbery goes down or there's a mugging or something while you know you're asking the old lady you know what they think of the new park and you you know do some move to like trip them over and become a hero and that gets you a bit more uh you know facetime on the news or on or like a, a bigger byline in the newspaper or whatever and it's sort of your path forward I almost like the idea of um, just as he's he's talking to the little old lady, time all of a sudden slows right down. You, you the character sort of looks to the side and sees someone running with, you know, um, having just stolen something. He just casually grabs grabs a knife out of the knife block and just throws it at the window. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's yeah, exactly. It's this slow motion of like it hits this guy in the side of the leg and he just goes down. <laughs> Yeah, it's like super brutal, starts bleeding and stuff, but he didn't get away and you're a hero. Yep. Um, Okay, so when the the big reveal happens, um, is it just revealed to the player? Um, As in, great, now you've made it into, into, you know, the press pool (laughs) of the White House. I love that idea of this thing, yes. You find, like, you've got your first White House press briefing tomorrow- uh, you're talking to your wife about it. And she's like, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. Now, you know that as soon as you get within three meters of the president, you're going to have to assassinate him, right? And the guy and your character is just like, yeah, I know. Like, I've been training this, you know, I'm finally here. I've been training for this my whole life. And you're not going to do what that, what the previous guy did, which was just try to throw a shoe at him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, my shoe has, has fucking ex- plastic explosives in it. It's fine. I am going to throw a shoe at him, but I'm going to make sure it's the just make sure you shoe. Just make sure you wear the right shoes this time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that guy's brother, like, died. He blew, exploded on his way to work. <laughs> he was trying to do the moonwalk just to impress some ladies. And- <laughs> That happened to set off the, like, that happened to be, put the pressure in the right place to set off the C4 in his souls. Uh, 
<laughs> I did. I did want to say I, like, I do like the idea of like a particular story, like splitting the game up into like, okay, now you're pursuing this story. And like, that's kind of a little vignette almost, or a little section that you have to solve. And I don't know if it's sort of semi-adventure gamey, where you sort of just, you've got a, a small area and you just, you know, you're mostly following the prompts to, to go talk to the right people, but maybe you have to sort of do a little bit of investigative journalism to, to discover things about the area or the scene or to get the right questions to ask, that sort of thing. What I like is the first story. I mean, th- I know I keep on coming back to these sort of sort of ideas all the yeah. time, but um, the first story is literally about sleeper agents that you happen to to uncover, like a a batch of sleep a- oh, sleeper agents, it's, and it's from like another government, <laughs> not the foreign yeah, it's government, from, it's, or, or it's from the same government. So it's fucking you know, New Zealand, they're trying to infiltrate <laughs> the US. <laughs> <laughs> Kiwi cell. <laughs> Unfortunately, they kept on. They kept on um, saying "fush" and "chops," and that's how they were. That's they how couldn't they say were, the um, key phrase. Some idiot made the key phrase to activate the sleeper cell, fish and chips, and then none of them could say it. <laughs> it. They couldn't trigger the voice recognition that like gave them all their gear. <laughs> they kept on calling thongs jandals. <laughs> yeah, and telling everybody how Lord of the Rings was filmed in their country. And everyone just got annoyed at them and didn't want to talk to them anymore. <laughs> and then, the, then one of them said The Hobbit and it was like, oh, my God, it just went too far and everyone died. <laughs> that turned out to be the anti-cat, the anti-code phrase. It was the, like, self- uh, The uh, suicide pill of catchphrase- of code phrases, catchphrases. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's click again. Three to one click. Ooh, 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 ooh. I like this word. This set of words. Okay. Go ahead. Tell me them. Ambient spacecraft. Ooh. Enemy thousand. Yeah. Okay. 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 I know I know where my head is going there. All right. You're on a spaceship. You're going up against like this this massive alien horde. Borg-esque. Um or more just like there's just well, I'm, I'm lots actually, of ships. I'm actually thinking more around you're taking orders from uh, basically this, uh, these instructions coming in from from over the radio. Yeah. I'm thinking Ender's Game style. You know, basically you're you're on the on the fleet fighting against these these people, yep. and you've been given some weird orders and in, in what you've got to actually do to to actually beat these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ships. Okay. So it's it's almost seeing Ender's Game from from the point of view of the people actually fighting against the Horde. All right. How about I, I like that to a, to a sense. I like being on a ship where you're like one of thousands. You are part of. You're part of. I think you're part of part of the, the fleet. fleet. Yeah. And getting to explore the interpersonal sort of stuff that happens on that ship, like on the bridge of that ship, there's like, you know, there's like five of you and, you know, it's a relatively small spacecraft. That's that's like the entire crew. There's just five of you on the ship and you're getting, yeah, you're getting these orders come in. And it's, I think, I feel like it's almost fairly slow paced. Um, Yeah. Well, you've you've got all that light travel that you've been doing beforehand, you know, getting to the next battle. Um, Yeah. And I think you've got, you've got space battles, but it's more- um, almost similar to, and the, I don't think these were that fun in this game, but like, do you remember those Star Trek 25th anniversary games? Uh, no, don't go there. <laughs> I wanted you to say, do you remember those awesome Star Wars games like TIE Fighter and No, X-Wing? because I wasn't, like, I wasn't going yeah. there. I was thinking more along the lines of you're the captain and you're giving orders. Like, it's not a direct, oh, turn the joystick to like kill this thing. Cause I'm thinking this is more of a, it is more of this f- enemy fleet. It's like, all right, like, Put the sh- put the power to the front shields because we're going to turn in this direction, and it's like, all right, get ready on the guns, fucking the the helmsmen or whatever. Not the helmsmen, they're like gunner, <clears throat> gunsman, gunsmith. I don't know, <laughs> whatever. The gun person gets ready to like, hey, you there, gun person? Yeah, gets shoot, gets re- shoot the cockpit out of the seventh ve- uh, seventh enemy vehicle. No, no, you're not kidding. <laughs> You're not getting to that level. You just have to sort of make the right captainly decisions to uh, to not die in this battle. And then in between, you do have this stuff where it's like, yeah, you've got kind of this interpersonal stuff going on, and it's a bit it's narrative based, and and it's sort of what are the repercussions of like do these, these people don't even know why they're fighting this fucking war? Like, what's going on? And you could you could put some satirical stuff in there where you know you get. You get your orders coming down from what is quite obviously 
you know, a fucking Riker figure or something who's leading the fleet or whatever. Like, you, you make it very- you put in these references to, to Star Trek and stuff. Well, I, I'm liking the idea of, of you getting these orders that quite clearly came from a child. Because- oh. <laughs> Right, you know, that's where you were going. Okay, yeah, I see. So All right, well, you the, can do both. The idea you can do both. Yeah. the command is basically saying saying this stuff. But the problem is, some of the orders that they're giving are literally- Just completely counterintuitive. And- killing some of the other people in the fleet. Um, okay. You know, they're, they're literally sacrificing. And it's it's one of those sort of tales of, do you blindly follow orders- mm. Even though it means you just cannon death. fodder, yeah, that's cool. Well, and you could do you could do it both. You could have both of our ideas in that the orders you're getting initially seem like they're coming from this like gung ho Captain Riker kind of inspiring figure, and then you know at a certain point in the story when the the opposing forces break through and like take down a, a an important piece of technology, the facade fails, and now you see that it's this eleven year old. <laughs> Who <laughs> the facade fails, and all of a sudden there's lots of dick jokes and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He thinks he's playing a video game, uh, and then you've got some good meta humor in there and stuff because you're you're actually in a video game. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's this fucking whatever, or maybe thirteen year old, like thinking that. But he's like talking trash to other thirteen-year-olds, and you're having to hear it and like transmit it to the enemy, <laughs> and you're getting their actual response back. Because <laughs> I like the idea that as a like you, you know, obviously being the protagonist or protagonist ship at least in this game, you kind of rise up the ranks a bit, and you become maybe a bit more important in the fleet. And so maybe you do become like that forward person who's like having to hire hi- well, the think, enemies. Or I think the only way that you actually get up the ranks though is by following the orders. If you don't follow the orders to a T, like if you if you go off and do some other stuff, like, you know, they asked you not to not to destroy these um these particular ships, but you decide to go and do it anyway, right. you get reprimanded sort of thing. Okay, like yeah. I almost like the idea of it's not for you to to question these orders. Right. These these orders are part of a big bigger picture that you wouldn't understand. Yeah. Okay. I like that because especially initially you're like, oh, okay, well, like this, this Captain Triker seems pretty, you know, pretty smooth. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. I guess I'll just go with it. And then, yeah, like this facade fails and you find out that, yes, this kid is like some fucking uber genius, but he's also a f- total prick 13 year old. But you're still having to decide to follow his orders, even though they're completely fucked. And it's like, okay, now do we still follow them now that we know the truth? Yeah, I like that. That's a, that's a actually a really interesting kind of shift to bring into it. Yeah. Now that's why that's why I do like seeing the Ender's game from the other point of view. Like um one of the things in Ender's game that really kind of surprised me about the ending is that all these all these soldiers have blindly followed the orders even though it was going to kill mm. them sort of thing. You know, um, they basically did a suicide mission to the planet just to explode the whole planet and all this right. sort of stuff. But it's like, what would be going through those those soldiers' minds of having to go through this suicide yep. mission? You know, they've just survived these battle this battle just to just to kill themselves, sort of thing. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I will just bookend this by saying we know that also Scott Card is a complete homophobic asshole, and we completely oh, yeah, don't he's a complete uh, complete not a fuck with. Yeah. It, but uh, but there are some cool ideas in Ender's Game, and it sucks that there sometimes are some really fucking cool asshole in people game, and I write do, cool shit. I do like I do like the um, the Ender's Game series, but I do not like the person who wrote it. Yeah, there we go. He's a break. All right, uh, three yep. Oh, yes. No, no, we've got got plenty of time. We've got time. We've got time. Hmm. Often rent. Activated scatterbrain. Oh, I had activated before. Uh, Okay. Scatterbrain. But this time it's a a verb. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fucking (laughs) random word generator doesn't know grammar. Uh, Okay. Activated scatterbrain. Well, I mean- Scatterbrain could be that people have explosives embedded in their heads. <laughs> they call them scatterbrains because literally when they're activated, they scatter brains. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, is this some sort of like- That is dark. <laughs> is this some sort of 
alien infection or like infestation. Oh yeah. Yep. Where and it's been going on for ten years now, right? Like people are just living with the fact that a certain percentage of this population has a, an alien infestation in their brain that under circum- circum- certain circumstances will explode and scatter their brains all over the place. Yeah. Okay. So, picture this. It comes in on this couple sitting down for dinner at this nice restaurant. Okay. Um, and, you know, they, they're getting along fine and she goes, hang on a second, I just need to go powder my nose. And as she gets up and walks away, the guy's just looking, 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 and then bang, his head just explodes and there's brains all over the <laughs> restaurant. And- and everyone else is just sitting there, just eating their dinner. They just ignore like, it. Just they they they've ignored it, or or they look, and then they go back to eating their yeah. dinner. And it's like, and and she goes, ah, oh, not again, and just walks off. And it's like that's where that's, that's like the opening, basically scene. the intro to the yeah. game. Like it like pans up as she they, she walks out of the restaurant. It pans up into the night sky, and the title comes up. Uh, uh mm, I've got no title. <laughs> I was trying to think of a fucking I title. Would, I, I, I actually thought- You thought that was a dramatic rent. <laughs> I thought it was- um, You were actually saying something, but then my computer was going no, a bit weird. No, I was literally was sitting like, there trying to- little bits and pieces. I was sitting there trying to think of a good title, and I couldn't come up with one. Just scatterbrain, I guess. <laughs> I guess that would work, having just seen that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like that to a degree. I don't know that people are. I don't know that people are compl- so desensitized to it that they don't even react at all. But I think it's like they know what it is. They know where it came from. Like the manager of the restaurant comes out and goes, "Like, all right, all right. Like, you know the drill. All your food's free. You know, if you want a replacement, you, you know, you can get it because we know that you might not want to eat brains, but." You know, it's been proven not to be harmful. It's fine. You can't catch you can't catch scatterbrain from eating scattered brains. <laughs> <laughs> and technically, because it's an explosive, it's all cooked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You can't catch salmonella. You like, there's no salmonella either because it's been superheated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And in fact, I think you like see this glow coming from like in their ears and behind their eyes and in their mouth. As it like superheats the insides of their heads before it explodes. Yeah. So, all right. But I, I just I like. I think it emotes like this this world of of like this. Um, it's just the norm, and you can almost you know have some have some little things of um, scientists going back and um, looking through notes and that sort of stuff and seeing it when they first detected. Well, I'm this almost and- picturing that this is just the yeah. This is the world that we've come into. And that it is this very mundane situation. So, I'm, I'm almost thinking it's like a dialogue-based game where you're a couple who's sitting down for an interview with a landlord or whatever, like, to decide if you can get this rental property. Uh, yeah. And it just happens to be this this world in which people's heads explode. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm thinking it's maybe, like, that there's certain emotional triggers. Yeah. Uh and I don't know if it's different for each person or if everyone knows, like, if a scatterbrain gets in- gets angry or something, like, it's going to go, or whatever it is. I- I'm just imagining during the interview, they um, the landlord asks whether they had kids and you almost see, like, her temperature start to go up and, <laughs> well, and basically start. start to boil. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, you know, it turns out that she can't have kids and, and that's it's one like of the- It's like a stress response. Yeah. And, you know- Horny is one of those stress responses. Um. <laughs> so, is this whole game about you- Do you play the landlord then? Like, are you navigating this conversation? Uh, I, th- I, think, I, think you're pl- I think you're playing the um, the couple. Okay. Maybe. Um, oh, no, but the landlord could actually work quite well. But the apartment that is being rented out is the guy from the restaurant at the start. Um, oh, so oh, right. He's he, just his, exploded. His head is exploded. So now there's a vacancy. <laughs> yeah. There's now okay. a vacancy. <laughs> and and that's the reason why we opened on that guy. Basically, yep. 
um, when when you actually get to see inside the apartment, you actually get You'll to see, like, see like a couple his photos. past a little bit. And well, and I think it's almost a bit of a throwaway thing, but yeah, I think you can add a bit of world building in there by by getting a bit of that guy's history. Yeah. All right. So is the, this is maybe not just it's all around that one conversation. It's no, around, I, th- I think it's just it's sort of it's almost uh, mundane things in the world that just happen to be an alien parasite also can, yeah. can exploit people's brains. So I think I think there's no way to detect it other than that I think in certain situations somebody who who does have the the parasite if they like they can get close to it happening but they can be brought back down um by yep. getting their emotions under control so I think like you know as part of this fucking landlord interview they they're like okay you know so we're required to ask like are you you know have you been made aware that either of you have the scatterbrain parasite uh, you know, sorry, like, it's just, it's standard thing, but the last tenant did scatterbrain, so I have to do it. Do, uh, <laughs> do you know or ha- have you ever been diagnosed with scatterbrain? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, I haven't. And she starts glowing. It's like, oh. <laughs> well, I guess I kind of wonder how obvious is it. Yeah, like, is that something just the player can see or- is there some actual external evidence of it? I feel like actually it makes it better if there's no, if there's never any external evidence of it until it happens. Yeah. Or at least like there is like the second few seconds leading up to it, but like it's irreversible at that point. <laughs> By that By stage. By that stage, it's too so, far gone. So people can, people have a few seconds to like get to cover or to just go, ah, oh, fuck, not again. <laughs> this is the third person, who's, <laughs> person whose head's exploded in front of me this week. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, oh, I've learned this the, the hard way and puts his hand over his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've already had three three people's brains in my mouth this week. I don't, I want, don't four. want a fourth. <laughs> and only three of them were scatterbrains. Only two of them were scatterbrains. <laughs> Turns out that he's like a Hannibal Lecter type. <laughs> um, I, I just, I like the idea of, of you know, these these random vignettes of, you I, know, this, I feel like this it guy be, going yeah. to work on the train and, and having to brush off, you know, the brains that end up on him well, after, and I think you'd have after to, someone yeah, on the train you'd explodes. you'd really have and, to tune, like, you'd really have to think about how common is this actually? Like, how many people does the random person see in a week explode? Um, cause I don't think it can be like every train trip you'd see someone, but I think it has to be enough that it wouldn't be, yeah, like it, it might ruin your day, but it's not going to ruin your week. Kind oh, of thing. you know, you know what, you know what actually happens He's on the train and all of a sudden there comes, a, comes an announcement. I'm sorry, but this train has been delayed while cleanup crews. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. You We've know, had a scatterbrain like, in oh. carriage too. <laughs> Uh, the train's going to be delayed. Exactly. So, it ruins his day in that he's going to be late for work, but it's not that <laughs> unusual that a person has literally just died on the train. Yeah. And and it's just, you know, um, you get called into the boss's office. You know, it doesn't happen every single day that, you know, someone someone's head explodes, but there are certain scenes throughout the, throughout the game that um, you hear of something that janitors have been called to another floor to- Yeah. Well, and I think- I think the fun of it is just we're creating this world where everyone is aware that it could happen at any time. Like, I don't think in the game yep. itself, I don't think for this person it has to happen that often. Uh, it's just that it gets, like, it's often enough that you probably talk to someone every week who has seen it happen, even if you don't see it yourself, right? Like, you see enough people, one of them is going to have seen something, seen it happen. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and, and probably- And, and I think in, in this in this city of, you know, a hundred and- Well, not a hundred million, but, you know, like maybe 15 million people in this one yeah. city um, that they say, oh, and and scatterbrain incidents today were down on, on, on yesterday with only 500 people. Yeah, exactly. Out. Exactly. Like it's, it's some, you know, relatively small percentage, but it's enough that- It's like the flu or something, right? It's, it's like looking at- Current COVID nineteen. I mean, kind of. Except that's of- even more. Like, I think it's. I think it's not as you know. I mean, look, it it, it can be even lower than because I'm just looking up flu statistics. In the US, like five to twenty percent of people will get the flu. 
Um, obviously, yep. they don't all they don't die from it, but it could be that five to twenty percent of people, like, or even just say five percent of people, have this thing, and not all, like. I, I think a lot of the time people will die of old age and they get an autopsy and they're like, oh, there's a fucking alien parasite in here and it just never went off because the situation was never right. Like it doesn't, it's not that you are destined yep. to have your head explode if it's in there even. It's just, <laughs> it's just a bunch of people do and sometimes they go off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I kind of like the, the different news reports say, oh, and, and in, uh, new news from from this scientific research that found that if you have these symptoms, you might have a brain parasite. Keep watching it on the seven o'clock news tonight yeah. and, to see this latest news. And of course, you get to it, and it's like it's the same bullshit that is always said about. Oh yeah, these sort Absolutely. of things. It's like if you, you know, take, if you over if you um, hyperdose on vitamin C, you will sedate your brain parasite so it won't explode. <laughs> like, it's all this bullshit pseudoscience <laughs> stuff. Uh, you just see all these different things, all these kook. Um, so, now we're going to discuss how, how the end of this mundane sort of trip um, ends, uh, you know, this, this sort of- Yeah. I mean- Life thing. I, I, I kind of like the idea that um, the final scene is them actually finding out that they're pregnant. Okay, um, yeah. And it's sort of like, so the, the whole thing was, you know, it was one of the triggers at the very start. Right. Uh, for oh. her. And then she finds out that she's actually pregnant. But- <laughs> and you see the ultrasound. And there's two heartbeats, one in the head. <laughs> it's like they can be back to true birth, but they don't even respond. It's just like, all right, I guess our baby's going to brain parasite from birth, but that's just the world we live in. <laughs> And phew, but no, I, I I do like the I don't like the idea of um there being a heartbeat in the head. Otherwise, they could just go okay. So we're just going to do this up to your head. Oh, yeah, you yeah, true, parasite. True. I can hear the heartbeat. True. Um, but maybe that's the only way they can I, do it. Maybe they can m- only maybe, detect it in a baby. Maybe as it cuts to black, you just start you set, you see a slight glow just appear on the screen, like. Um, almost like if you remember the end of Inception where, um, you had like the, the yeah. top just start to wobble a little I, bit and then that's, it cut that's to black. That's true. Although I kind of like the idea of them being able to find out, but it's still, it's still nothing, right? Like, so maybe there's something that you can hint at even earlier that like the only way they can detect it is like they can t- detect it in, in babies in the womb, uh, because yeah. their skulls are soft enough or whatever and the parasite hasn't fully like, you know, mimics the brain fucking whatever cycles. So, you know, there's some, there's some pseudo babble, techno babble thing there about why, but like, it's just a normal part or of Or is it a world where there's some that are unstable? So there's always a, there's always a parasite there, but only some of them are unstable. And that's what causes the scatterbrain. Well, again, maybe I think, then- I don't think it's that there's always one there. I think it's that I, I agree that maybe only some are unstable. <laughs> Um, yep. but yeah, maybe it, maybe but- it is an even larger amount that are infected then. Maybe it's like 63% of people in the world now have a brain parasite. Maybe it even comes with some benefits. Yeah. Um, like most management actually have brain parasites because <laughs> they've, they've got the- <laughs> Well, no, I think, I think it does give some benefits. I think then along the lines of like the pseudoscientific stuff, you still see the same old like, like misogynistic bullshit where they're like- you know, well, well, more, you know, men are more likely to have a brain parasite that gives them better cognitive function or something. It's just like, no, it's like, it's just bullshit. It's, it's just an excuse to hire more men in management roles. <laughs> 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 but no, I think, I don't know, maybe it even like elongates your life by, you know, 36% or something, right? Like the average life expectancy is now 115 because of this brain parasite. Um, if you have it, you know, your, your chances of living that longer, that longer much. <laughs> Before the brain parasite, it was, it was life expectancy of 150. It just killed so many people that it brought the average down. <laughs> 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 that's true. That's true. It could affect that. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I just love that idea of. It's like, oh, 115, that sounds good. It's like, if it wasn't for these brain parasites, our, our, <laughs> our average life expectancy would be 180. <laughs> well, I think, I think some people do live to 180. It's just that the, the, the brain parasites that kill people at 20 uh, are skewing the average so far down that it's still actually only 115. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but you could live to, you know, 197. Uh, but yeah, because that would account for why also it's such, it's so accepted. Do you know what I mean? Like if there are some benefits yep. to it. Um, but yeah, just the, the downside is like 5% of the population's brain will explode by the time they're, you know, 52. But yeah, I, I don't know. It, it just seems to be like a, a world going through like a year in the life of this couple. That's it. No, just I going think through I, a few different. I, I don't think this, the life, story. Life experiences. Yeah, the story and- doesn't tie into the whole brain parasite thing at all, really. Like there's nothing about like. Oh, like he gets a job looking for a cure or nothing like that. It's all just, no, living in this world where this is just a yep. factor. Um, which is sort of along the lines of, oh, what was the movie called? Summer of Sam. Oh. Do you remember that movie? No, I never saw it. Um, so, it was an American crime thriller film um, about the 1977 David Berkowitz Son of Sam mm. serial murders. But it, it was more- around, like, the, the group of people that uh, were being targeted. Okay. And, so, it wasn't, like, just following- the, the, the effect. Yeah, okay. You know, the, the murders were happening off, off screen a lot of yeah. the time. And it was just about, you know- The, the effect the different, that it um, has on the, the sort of that it had life on, of on the group, group of people. Yeah. Of residents. Oh, yeah. that's cool. So, that kind of idea. But I remember when I was younger, I didn't quite like it. But now, I, I saw it again probably about- 10 years yeah. ago and I was like oh no I get it I get it now. Oh, good like, when I was 19 I didn't quite get it but um but yeah uh you know when I was you know nearly 30 then I all of a sudden got appreciated oh, yeah, the idea it's, of it's a, yeah for appreciated sure. the difference so yeah I think a year in the life could actually be be quite cool of, yeah. of going over this moving into the new city that they've you know they finally got picked out of the lottery you know that a, an apartment became available yeah. and all this sort of stuff no, I like that a lot and just you know, maybe there are relatively early relationships still, um, or like, yep. or newlyweds or something. And so, yeah, there's sort of relationship yeah, dramas and, in and there. And then you and- find out that, you know, he's just turned 76 and she's 77. <laughs> so they're still pretty young, you know? <laughs> yeah. They, they still look young. Like, oh, yeah. you know, the. Well, oh, well, is that and- the thing? Is that something that people have to deal with then? Because if not everybody has this, do some people just age so much slower than others? I I think um, in this world, it's it's technology has gotten so good, like with you know the oil of Olay or whatever. You know, it it really tightens the skin, so it just makes it look look <laughs> okay, right. Okay, so and- they like they've made products out of the brain parasites that they've pulled out of dead people to like yeah. let people who aren't infected still have some of the effects. Oil of scatter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. We went long on that because it was a really cool idea, but we are going to do one more click picture. So, yep. get ready. It's coming into the Discord right about nice. now. Ooh. Why are so <laughs> many of these around, like, people looking at food in weird ways? So, <laughs> so we have- an androgynous looking person, white hair, wearing a Johnny LaForge like eyepiece visor, visor um, retro futuristic, like all one piece silver, uh, like outfit, holding a relatively large ear of corn and kind of looking at it with a slight Ooh. smile. I know that we've done we've done a little bit of um, you know cyber in in this one, or you know sort of like the cyberpunk, yeah. but I'm almost thinking that this is in the far far future where like food itself only comes in like pellet form now and so the the only way to actually you know enjoy what you're eating is is to go into virtual virtual reality to actually okay. um, see Ooh, something okay see something um good in the food I like because otherwise it's just a, eating a pill sort of thing i like doing a bit of a meta vr narrative sort of thing yeah. Where within, like, it's a VR game, but within the VR game, you get to put on your VR. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe it's not even just that, oh, like, all food's in 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 pill form. Maybe it's a sort of a, like, a better-than-life situation um, yeah. where the world is fucking horrible. Or, or like, a Ready Player yeah. One kind of thing or whatever. The world is fucking horrible, but you can go into VR to escape it. And it's this sort of utopic utopia situation. I mean, I've only just watched Ready Player One, and oh my god, I love that film. That was such a cool film and cool, cool idea. Yeah, yeah, it is a very cool idea. Um, so yeah, I'm thinking that could be really cool in VR, doing something like that, where you're sort of switching back and forth between 
the VR. Yeah, the the mixed reality sort of thing, but within the VR. So, you can pull down the visor yes. as part of there and you, you're sort of seeing uh, things added on top oh, of the, the okay. reality Doing that you're looking into. Cool. Because I like that I, I like that movement in VR of bringing both your hands up and like pulling the visor down or, or flipping it back up. Like that would be cool as a as a physical thing um, hmm. to do within your, with your game, bringing that down to bring your overlay in, in place. That's cool. All right. So, that's a really cool idea that I actually want to build. But- <laughs> Where um where's the game? Um so so I think it's again one of these things where things seem too good to be true with the AR mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. In the fact that everything looks too clean and too good in the artificial reality that when you actually look at the at the food that you're actually eating, it, it's a disgusting like Greg Goop or something right. something like that. Yep. You know, it's just something seems very off with this whole artificial reality okay. thing. And and the fact that if you actually take it off while you're watching people eating it at like this fancy <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> it's just like more like shuffling weird goop into their faces. Well, it's not just that, but the um like it's all lit really nicely in the artificial reality, but you take it off and it's like, you know, peeling wallpaper mm. and all this sort of stuff and, and everything's all grimy because they don't really have to clean that much because they focus so right. much on the aesthetic and the artificial well, reality. Because I think you get to the point where most people don't even turn it off for most of their yep. most of their day, right? And so, yeah, I kind of like this idea of it being almost an investigative thing, not from the point of view of you being like a cop or whatever, but you're just you're a citizen who is sort of becoming aware of this um, and realizing yep. certain things, and that you're being, you know, that the people are being, uh, what's the word, fucking. People spend so much time on their on their digital yeah. selves that they don't even think well, about being, taking care being, of their their actual. They're selves. being specifically softened for like the benefit of the higher ups as well. Like you start seeing, yeah. oh, like people, you know, governments realize they don't have to clean the streets if they make the AR work better, uh, mm. and and so they can you know pocket more money or whatever. Yeah, I, I do like the idea of of this whole digital world has, has become so important that, you know, if people spend more time making sure their avatar looks good, but not actually oh, taking yeah. care of themselves. Yeah, you can do a lot of that, a lot of that, um, like, snow crash kind of stuff, which is a Neil Stevenson one, um, based around that same sort of thing. Um and of course, as the player, you can do that stuff yourself. Like, you can- And, and I think a lot of the investigation- there are certain things you can only see in the AR um, as you're, like, trying to track down certain things or, like, you know, oh, you're like, oh, I need to find fucking Deep Throat or whatever who's going to give me some information about, you know, about about the, the manufacture of these things. And they describe themselves as, like, a cheetah in a top hat and a fucking red robe. And like you, and then you take the AR, AR off, and the and the whole place is actually lit really, really nicely. And you see him di- standing directly behind what he thought was <laughs> was a pillar, but it's only in the AR. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I mean that's a really good point because if so many people are spending so much time in AR, you have a uh, an advantage when you take it off. Uh, and I think that could actually be a really cool puzzle thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I just I just love the, this idea of like this dark car park and there's all these poles everywhere and you take your thing off and it's just an empty warehouse with no poles anywhere. Yeah, and this guy <laughs> has like lit it all like this because he wants to seem all secretive and like there's there's almost it's there it's almost like the shadows move when you're in the AR so his face is always in shadow because he's like a movie yeah. buff and he wants it to be like fucking smoking man in the X-Men or something. But yeah, you take the AR off and it's, it's just this bright fluoro lit car park and there's just this <laughs> fucking weedy little teenager standing there trying to talk in a gruff voice. <laughs> oh, because you've taken the AR off, like the you hear like the teenager from from the from Simpsons. The Simpsons. <laughs> yes, <laughs> then you put it back on. You hear the hear the gruff voice again. <laughs> it would be a lot of it'd be a pain in the ass to have to record like multiple voice lines for literally everything in the game, uh, <laughs> uh, but that would be worth it. <laughs> All right, that's a cool idea. I think we'll end the episode there tonight, though. 
Uh, if you want to find us on the lines, you can go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. All of our episodes are up there. Leave us a review. Please do it. Come on. If you're listening to this right now, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. Click the button to leave a review and just do it because we want to hear from you. Um, and what else is happening this month? Yes. Leave a review on Podchaser. And uh, Podchaser is donating 25 cents for each review uh, to Meals on Wheels in the US to help with the COVID-19 response. It's a very good cause. And uh, you can you can help out by leaving reviews. And not just for us. Every podcast that you listen to, go and do it. And if the podcast, i.e. us, returns the review back- yes. If we, res- we can respond to your review, we'll say thanks, we'll say fuck off if you say something bad, whatever. But either whatever we say, another 25 cents will go to Meals on Wheels. We are also part of the 8-Bit Collective. This is a group of podcasts about gaming, gaming culture, pop culture, sports, all sorts of different things. Uh, go and check them out. I know Trevor just uh, recorded another Comedy Rewind that will be coming out sometime in the next month or two, I imagine. So- Hang out for that one because I hear it was good. But go to 8bit.net yes. and check out all those other great podcasts. We'd also like it if you could check out the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. They're a cool network of, of other Australian podcasts in the gaming area. So if you like games like we do, go check out the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Just search for the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook or at AGP Network on Twitter. And finally, we'd like to thank Kuridas for the song... Matt Defines offer the album Containment Failure. That's right. So, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. <laughs> can, can I have a moment of your time to share with you the Book of Faces? I'm sorry, I'm a, I'm a tweethead. Tweethead.